Hi, this is Ingrid Jensen, and you're listening to Behind the Note Podcast with Chris Davis. You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, thank you for pressing play today. We are at episode number 32, and we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about how to run a successful band rehearsal. But first, I want to take this time to thank our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash behind the note. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player. Now, to the topic at hand. How do we run a successful band rehearsal? This is something that we need to talk about because I know that I have sat through my share of unproductive rehearsals in the past. And if at all possible, I'd like to avoid that in the future. And if I can help you with this, I'd be thankful, and so would many other people. So if you're a band leader, uh, please, please take this advice. Also, if you know someone who could use this advice, forward them this episode, episode number 32 right here. We're going to start with this. Let's start with the mentality of what it might take to run a successful band rehearsal. I'm recommending that you approach rehearsal as a band leader with a servant mentality. Now, we all know that in the past, and hopefully not still the present, but there, there was a day when the evil band director ruled the earth. I'm being a little silly right now. But, you know, I'm sure all of us have had our our share of the evil band director type, you know, like the dictator type of of leader. And there are different reasons why they may have may be this way or have been this way. Maybe they are feeling the pressures of leadership. Things that we as employees or, or side men may not know about, but that's really no excuse. Something else, something else to keep in mind is this. You need to be a good communicator. And I can say this because that's a weakness of mine. I should say it that way. And in the past, people have told me that I need to work on my communication. So I wanted to remind you also that you need to work on your communication because when you're when you're leading people, uh, especially especially the larger the group, you just need to have good communication skills. People need to know what's coming up and what is expected of them. But also in that in that same thought of having good communication skills, you need to also know the type of personality you're dealing with. And again, the larger the group, the more challenging that becomes because you have different types of personalities. People learn in different ways. They hear you can say one sentence to a group. And if you have seven people in a the group, they all will interpret that one thing you said in a different way. So it's important to know the type of personality you have in front of you, uh, the type of learning personality. What type of communication do they hear or learn best from? These are just some things to keep in mind. Now, as a leader, it's important that you present your band members 
in their best light. So remember, you want to maintain a mentality of of service. You can do that a, a number of ways. You can choose a song or songs that will present your band member in their best light. Or maybe you have somebody in your group that is better at teaching certain concepts than you are. It's okay to put them in the front for that moment in time. You want to present them in their best light. Maybe someone in your group is better with the administrative task than you are. Again, it's okay to put them in the front to showcase that strength of theirs. Now, here's a very valuable lesson that I learned through the fire. This isn't something that they necessarily teach you in school. And it's, and it's this lesson. There's a saying, they don't know. Nah, I just screwed it up. There's a saying, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So just remember that. Do something outside of the of the rehearsal or band space, okay? Do something special for your band members. This will be this will require you to be personable. You're gonna have to kind of let your guard down a little bit. If you're the type of person that has certain types of walls up and you're not normally uh, vulnerable, you're gonna have to be somewhat vulnerable as as a leader. If you're gonna bring the best out of the people you're leading, this is something that you're gonna have to do. There's really no way of getting around it. Okay, if you're if you're cold or holding back it's just impossible to pull out all that you can from the people that you're leading so just remember you need to have a mentality of service because that's what the best leaders do they really serve and they know that they're serving also just think about this without without the people you're leading without the band there is no band there is no group so every individual is to is important just keep that in mind because you don't want to be a one-man band all right i i that phrase is kind of funny to me to have one-man band because i thought the word band meant group but anyway another point i want to make is that you want to remain a student of the music now i'm still talking about having a mindset of service. Now, this is the cool thing. If you are a student of the music, you're making yourself better. Now, by making yourself better, you have something more to offer to the group. By helping yourself, you're still helping the group at large. By helping yourself and being a student of the music, this will allow you to, to perform at your best. And the cool thing about that is that people are attracted to those who perform at a high level. Just to prove that point, just think about how many people receive honorary degrees because they were great performers. There's a there's a nice list of those people. So those that's just that's just an example there. Okay, here's tip number 2. You want to make sure that you put enough planning into your rehearsal. The first part of that is before you even arrive to rehearsal it's better if you answer the basic questions of what, where, when, how. And finally, you want to do your listening ahead of time. Okay, now maybe if you're writing some originals and you're bringing it to rehearsal, that might be something you can't listen ahead of time. But besides that, you want to do your listening ahead of time. 
you want to answer the what, where, when, and how. So you want to have some type of plan of what you're going to do. Of course, you need somewhere to actually show up. So the where, that's kind of obvious. And when. Now, don't ignore the when, okay? Let's talk about time for a second. First of all, the duration of rehearsal should be predetermined. That's part of the reason why I thought it was kind of important to create this episode today. Because it's been my personal experience that the best groups don't don't need to, actually nobody needs to spend six hours in rehearsal. Now you might want to do that, but then I think that begins to get outside of rehearsal and then maybe crossing over into jam band kind of thing, garage band, or we're just doing this because it's fun and, and we're trying to be social and it should be, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking more about professional rehearsals here. So have a duration, a predetermined duration of rehearsal. So have a start time, a definite end time, and stick to that. If you got people who are running late and things like that, that's like a different issue that you're going to have to address. But, you know, if you start on time and they arrive late and see that you're already started, then that's going to send a pretty powerful message. And hopefully they'll get their act together and you won't have to deal with that too much. The time is really important. So uh, have a predetermined time. Okay. secondly, on the time. Remember this, that you have a group rehearsal, which is different from individual practice. When I personally have been with people in the bands who aren't mature, there's a lot of noodling going going on instead of listening to what needs to be said at the moment. Refrain from that as much as possible because you're going to save time that way. Okay, And besides saving time, you're going to actually get better faster. That's just there, there's just a certain mental uh, mental aspect to that. And by the way, I'm reading this book called Psycho Cybernetics right now. It's a very old book. It's nothing new, but I just I just heard of it. So I started reading it. You should check it out also because it's talking about one of the things it teaches is the importance of our mind and how we can just change everything by changing our inner perception of our self-image it gets kind of heavy right away but it goes on to teach how to do that and it's and it's really nothing more than developing a muscle which is like practicing which you know all about since you're a musician so that's really cool but anyway i didn't mean to get off in that but back back to time um i recommend having a a, a set time ahead of time and sticking to it that's really going to help now let's talk about the what? What songs are you going to play? What charts are you going to play? Send MP3s ahead of time whenever possible. Because going back to the mentality of servant, you want to empower your musicians. So if they can show up to rehearsal with most of the bugs worked out, that's great. Now you can just deal with the the art of the music, which is great. And you don't have to think so much about the technical. So Send the MP3s ahead of time whenever possible. The sheet music, send that ahead of time. And be mindful of when you practice certain things. So I'm kind of, I kind of went back to the time issue here. Put the difficult music near the top of the rehearsal order. You know, there's a saying that, that says, eat the frog first. Now, who wants to eat a frog, <laughs> right? But 
the saying is just illustrating that you want to put the difficult things first in your schedule so that you can get them out of the way. It's the hardest thing. It's the thing that maybe you don't like to do as much. You get it out of the way, and then you have more time at the end for what you love. Or if you don't have more time, you love to do that thing anyway, so you're probably going to be able to do it faster because you know it a little better. So put difficult, most challenging pieces near the top of the rehearsal. Now, also in your planning, I think it's important to know that there is clearly a difference between running through a piece versus choosing the problem spots and correcting. I know some some leaders whose idea of rehearsal is running through the music. They'll, they'll even use that term. Let's run through this. Or, okay, let's run it from the top again. And then they mess up. And then they say, okay, let's, let's go back to the top. And, and really, what are you accomplishing when you when you're doing that it's not it's really a waste of time so let's go back to first you have a mp3 hopefully or sheet music ahead of time so you want to put in your personal time and then when you come to the group you, you should be good to go that's not always the case but it's ideal but it's not always the case when you have those problem spots address those problem spots running through from the top sometimes isn't the way to go now i understand you do want to get accurate time right let's run it from the beginning to the end without stopping because i needed time i need to know how long my show is going to be that's different or you might need to know how it's going to feel from from an endurance perspective that's different but i'm just talking about controlled focused rehearsal if you're the leader just keep that in mind that there is a difference between run through and and checking or correcting problem spots. Know there's a difference and do each deliberately at the appropriate time because you're being respectful of everybody's time when you do that. All right, enough about the planning. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. There's a saying that sometimes there'll be too many chiefs, not enough Indians. And that just simply means everybody wants to be the leader and nobody wants to follow. So if you're a side man, just remember that. Just remember what your role is. There's a saying I, I used to really, I used to watch a lot of wrestling when I was younger. Not when I was young, just when I was younger, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But The Rock, everybody knows The Rock now because he's a Hollywood star. But, you know, he started in wwf or now known as wwe wrestling and he had this saying and when he said it it was just so funny he had a saying he said know your role and shut your mouth it was so funny when he said it wrestling talk but you know sometimes sometimes that that thought goes through my head when I hear certain phrases at the wrong time during a rehearsal, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of truth in it. Don't be one of the chiefs when you should be an Indian. All right. Know your role. Know when to be quiet and, and know when to speak up. Don't be a distraction. Now, group collaboration is good, but everyone has their opinion. OK, everybody has their opinion. And if you have a group of seven people, 
there will be seven different opinions on how it should be done. All right, if there's a group of, of 18 people, there's going to be 18 different opinions on how it should be done. And the thing is, all 18 people can be correct. All seven people can be correct. But when there's not enough uh, people willing to follow, that's a problem. So a single leader is what is required. And a great example, just look at our, our president. We're in America. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast who don't live in America. But we have one president and then we have one vice president of America. There is no such thing as co-presidents of the United States of America. That that's that is not how it is because it doesn't work. You need one leader and then you have someone who supports the leader. I understand that in in my example here the president has advisors and there are many meetings held and there's a lot of collaboration that takes place and all of that is needed. It's it's the same thing in the band situation. At the end of the day, there's still one leader. Just remember that because the thing that makes great organizations go is that there are there are systems that are in place. Oh, my, matter of fact, you know what? This would be a good time to um, stop right here and acknowledge our sponsor because I I read about this in a, a great book that talks about systems and it's called the E-Myth Revisited. And it's a business book, but you can definitely learn from that and apply it to your band situation because you should be running your band like a business if, you, if you're going to be a successful band, a band that's working. So one book that I read is, that I've read is the E-Myth Revisited. You should check that out too. And right now I want to stop and thank our sponsor. For you, the listener of Behind the Note Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I like the six-figure musician. You can also check out other things under their music business category. Another great title is Crush It! Why now is the time to cash in on your passion. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash behind the note. Again, that's audibletrial.com dot com slash behind the note for your free audio book all right thank you for letting me do that we have to thank our sponsor finally let's talk about technology all right the last tip i'm going to leave you with is to record your rehearsal there's some great benefits of recording some obvious reasons but i want to point out some things number one when you record your rehearsal you hear things differently in that in the moment so in a live situation, you're in front of the band, maybe, or maybe you're playing with the group. Either way, you're either you're either you're either performing with the group or you're standing in front of the group listening. But either way, in the moment, you hear things differently than than when you go back to the recording. That's why you want to record. That's just one obvious reason. You can hear things musically that you want to change. So you're gonna take notes. You're going to say, oh, I could have done this differently. Or maybe you hear something that you didn't hear in the moment. And then you can come back and point it out to your clarinet player. Play this part softer or change that F natural to F sharp or something. You know, make your notes. And also, as a teacher, you're going to hear some things. You're going to realize, oh, I didn't realize that 
I sound that way when I'm speaking to people. I sound kind of harsh. Maybe I need to change my tone. I didn't really mean it that way. Now I understand how people can see me in a certain light, even though I don't mean for them to. You know, you can learn things about yourself from the recording. So that's really cool. You can adjust and grow as a person, as a leader, as well as a musician. That's really great. Also, you can come back with more and better comments. So let's talk about some gear. Now, what are you going to use to record? This is just fun for me to talk about. I can just easily just skip this, but I just really want to talk about it briefly. So recording gear, the obvious. You got your iPhone or Android, whatever you use, right? You can use your iPad or your tablet. <laughs> Even though an iPad is a tablet, but you know what I mean. All of those things are great. Uh, you can have a USB microphone, plug it into your computer, and you can use Audacity or GarageBand or whatever digital audio workstation it is that you use. It's great. Now, I want to tell you, I have a field recorder that I use, and I really like this device. I use it. Originally, I bought it for podcasting, and I wanted to use it as a backup or as an on-the-go device, but it's also great for recording rehearsals. So I just wanted to recommend something I use. It's called the Roland R-05 is the model number. If you can't find that, they make the um, the Ederall. Roland makes the Ederall recorder, field recorder. And then a competitor to those is the Zoom H4 or the H5 or the H6. All of those are great recorders. Go to behindthenote.com and click on the resources page. And then you can see uh, examples of what I'm talking about. Click on the link and it'll take you right to Amazon to buy. That is an affiliate link. I'll, I'll get some commission, but it's no extra cost to you. And it's a win-win. And I'll be thankful if you choose to do that. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about these things that are so cool in my opinion. I'm just kind of geeking out right now. But first of all, the sound quality is great. When you record, I use the, like I said, I use the Roland. And you have a couple of options. There's a microphone built right in. And you can just simply turn it on and press record. And it's just going to read the room. And it's going to sound great. I, I just love that. It's like when you close your eyes and you listen back in a different place, it sounds like you're still in the same room that you recorded. It's perfect. I love it. Also, you can use like a mixer, not like a mixer. You can use a mixer, <laughs> plug and plug microphones into the mixer and then have a line out into the recording device, into the Roland or whatever device you're using. And the cool thing about that is you're able to capture everything that's coming through the mixer. So if you want to add certain levels of EQ or maybe you want to record eight voices and have in you know uh individual control of of all of those channels and then put it into your recorder you you can do that and it sounds great so that's really cool and then the zoom the, the zoom line allows you to just forego the mixer altogether now with the rolling you'll need a mixer but the zoom has the extra xlr inputs so you can plug the microphones directly into the field recorder. That's really great. 
I don't own a Zoom, so I don't I don't know how great it sounds. But I, I I am aware of the features, and people I know that use it swear by it. So that's really cool. The H4 has two XLR inputs. The H6 has I think six. So that's really cool. And then you can swipe out the different types of microphone patterns, and, and it gets really, really, really excessive. But it's great. So anyway, record your rehearsals. I kind of got excited about all the gear. But just record your rehearsals because you can you can learn more after listening back, and then you can come to the next rehearsal better prepared. All right? That's all I have for you today. Just to recap really quick, record your rehearsals. Number two, you want to have a servant mentality. Number three, you want to come to rehearsal with a plan. And number four, you want to make sure that you know your role. Are you a side man or are you a leader? It's good to collaborate, but do it inside of your role. Thank you so much for pressing play. That's all for today. And we'll see you in episode number 33. God bless you. Thanks for sticking around this long. The music's over and everything, and you're still here listening. Thank you so much. Well, since you're still here, I want to give you a special message. When I first started Behind the Note podcast, it was three times per week that I was presenting content to you. And what that means is this. In the beginning, it was about five hours of editing for one half-hour show. And I have since gotten that down. But there's just simply a lot of work that I really didn't understand that I was getting into. So I'm not canceling the show. Don't worry. But what I am going to do is present one show per week instead of three. So I just wanted to let you know that. Thanks so much for understanding. And I have a gift for you at BehindTheNote.com slash gift. God bless you. And I'll see you in the next episode.